So as we were telling you off the top of the show, suddenly a lot of talk, talk, tough talk rather has been backed up by some tough new measures, a state of emergency in Ontario, an injunction in Windsor. Will any of it succeed in ending the border blockades and the protest in front of Parliament? Joining me to discuss that is Christian Luprecht. He's a professor at Queen's University and the Royal Military College in Kingston, Ontario. Thanks so much for being here tonight. My pleasure. Hello. So perhaps we could start with Ontario and why suddenly a state of emergency. What does that mean and, and what's what's going to change? Well, there's two dimensions here. One is that the province has had some time, obviously, since events uh, unfolded in Ottawa to explore its options. So the lawyers would have already been working and, pr- and ha- would have already briefed the premier. So by the time the protests would have unfolded on the Ambassador Bridge, uh, it was simply the impetus for the premier, I think, to make the decision among the options that uh, he had been provided, and hopefully he would have done so in coordination with both the local government in Windsor as well as the federal government, because uh, during past occupations, uh, we've seen uh, some collective action and coordination problems between different levels of government. Uh, So we'll need to see whether this time around we've learned from some of the mistakes in the past. What do you think listeners should understand about the complexities of trying to move even a small group of people off a off a road leading to perhaps the most important bridge in the country? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so there's a few sort of challenges. One is that uh, heavy-handed tactics risk spawning other protests at other border crossings uh, in provincial capitals, uh, snarling traffic on highways. Uh, So you have to be prudent about your enforcement action, and you want to make sure you also don't give the protesters more of a stage than they're looking for. So if you go in heavy-handed, chances are uh, that's going to be the discussion that you and I are having, and that's going to be the the first story on your evening news and in the front of the newspapers, both locally and internationally. Um, The other is, of course, there's always a reputational risk. We live in a democracy, and so um, going in with heavy-handed tactics, uh, those, of course, the tactics that we'd announce in our adversaries, whether that's in Moscow and Beijing or pick your favorite authoritarian regime. And so if, if we're going to try to convince the world that democracy is also about uh, tolerating some level of dissent, and if we are discontent with that dissent, making sure that uh, the dissent is contained and deterred within the rule of law and within the constitution that we cherish in our democracy, then we need to make sure we demonstrate to the world that we act by the same norms that we want the rest of the world to live by. Certainly on Parliament Hill, we've seen uh, protesters settle in for what seems like the long haul. Apparently, they're having fun tonight. Um, and obviously, Coots and Emerson, we've also seen some border blockades that are of concern. But I would imagine the Windsor blockade, and we saw this from the pressure that, we, that Canada was getting from the U.S. yesterday and the day before from the governor of Michigan, the White House. The Windsor, the Ambassador Bridge is a whole different, a whole different story. It's 25% of the physical Canada-US trade. 80% of our trade runs over six pieces of critical infrastructure. And all those six pieces are maxed out to capacity. So you take any of them out of commission. uh, It's not like there's a whole lot of slack in the other piece of critical infrastructure to pick that up. So the government would have had no option but to to try to act swiftly uh, in this particular case. Uh, The other challenge, of course, that the Ambassador Bridge is a particularly precious target, not because of, because it is the key sort of choke 
point um, in terms of trade, it's also the only piece of critical infrastructure that's in private hands, which is, of course, why the federal government has for years tried to build the Gordie Howe Bridge, precisely because they know that this bridge is vulnerable uh, on any number of fronts. And so this should uh, be a reminder that we need to redouble our efforts to make our critical infrastructure with the United States uh, more resilient, whether it's to protests or whether that's it's to uh, nefarious activity to undermine our critical infrastructure, because the uh, the impacts for our prosperity uh, are incalculable. And I think here we see the basic premises of what the modern state has to do come together in one event. The key tasks of the modern state are security, prosperity, democracy. And we see all these um, culminating in this particular event here. And so I think it's not surprising that uh, the provincial government took decisive action. I was going to say, Premier Ford sounded pretty authoritative today. It had been a while since someone had really stood out in front of this issue. What have you made of the leadership so far through this, including from the Prime Minister, all levels of government, really, but the Prime Minister, the opposition did an about face this week, asked the protesters to go home, uh, the Conservative Party, that is. Uh, Premier Ford had been kind of absent through most of this. So suddenly today he appears, and I'm wondering whether he, he sounded authoritative or whether it was because no one else has sounded remotely authoritative since this whole thing started. Well, there's a couple of things that are playing into it. Of course, Premier Ford is facing an election in the spring. And so uh, when you're facing an election, one good way to do this is to make sure that you look like you're showing leadership in times of challenge. Uh, but I think there's more to uh, to this, that uh, ultimately it was Premier Ford's responsibility because it was happening in municipal jurisdiction. Uh, and of course, localities are the constitutional jurisdiction of the provinces in this country, as the transport minister and the prime minister didn't fail to point out. At the same time, as I was quoted in the National Post today, I find that argument by the federal government just a little bit rich because, of course, the border is ultimately the federal government's responsibility. And this is a matter of national security. And what I'm disappointed about is the relative lack of federal leadership and the relative lack of federal resources that much of this is being left to the province to handle. Uh, and I also, I, if you compare the two communication strategies, um, the Premier of Ontario has been rather cautious, has simply been telling protesters to go home um, in, in a sort of quiet fashion and has now come out uh, fairly forcefully and authoritatively in terms of showing leadership on the enforcement side. Uh, at the same time, we've had the Prime Minister denouncing protesters, which likely has inflamed them and is likely going to prolong the protests without actually showing real leadership in terms of, for instance, taking up the NDP on their private members bill to plan uh, to, to ban um, symbols of overt hate. Um, and right. so uh, I think we see, uh, we see a lot of talk and I think we could see uh, more action from the federal government here. Christian Leprecht, thank you so much. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you.